welcome to episode four of Partisan Bites. Uh, this is Ian. Um, it's come to my attention that, uh, well, I think to all of our attentions over the last few years, there's been this movement towards reestablishing or restoring religious freedom to this country. Um, I was uh, never under the impression that we had lost any of those freedoms. It was well established in the Constitution. Uh, churches are plentiful. The population of the country that identifies as Christian is uh, in the 70 percentile. Never really saw there being any kind of question as to whether or not they had the any rights or any of their rights were being impeded. However, there is a uh, large contingent of politicians ranging from governors to senators who feel that the rights of the Christian majority has been impeded on so greatly that they've actually had to draft or begin to draft legislation and go after other things uh, such as the Johnson Amendment in order to restore these freedoms that I am I, they believe have been taken away from them. I've tried to I've tried desperately to try and figure out what what this could be where where these rights that they feel they've they're losing are going and the best that I can come up with arguably is their inability to be able to discriminate against those who they deem to be leading a less than godly existence specifically homosexuals um, it's it's been evident in the news of late um, that you know certain shop owners don't want to cater to homosexuals, specifically the the cake incident. Uh, the didn't want the company didn't want to make a wedding cake for a gay wedding, which you know I as as someone who believes that everyone has the right to be discriminatory, be bigot bigoted. They're well within their rights not to do that. It's up to them. However, I don't. I don't understand why any business would want to turn away money if it's clean and legal money. <laughs> but they have, however, decided that because it's a game, it's a gay wedding. They, based on their religious views, religious beliefs, they don't want to have to support that. Making a kink is hardly the support of a political opinion or uh, the justification of anything. But. Uh, and these are the times we live in. The Johnson Amendment specifically is uh, was drafted by uh, the, the time Senator Johnson, uh, who would go on to become vice president and then president, succeeding Kennedy, uh, which basically said that churches or any nonprofit organization was not allowed to, and this is, of course, um, a rundown layman's terms version of, of what it is, uh, we're not allowed to choose sides politically doesn't take away anyone within the organization's rights to express their views but it does take away the rights of well not the rights it, it it'll it takes away the potential for the organization itself to endorse or push for any particular candidate or political view seems a pretty straightforward thing to me it seems very logical very reasonable uh, however uh, the current administration is trying to overturn that amendment. If if they were to overturn it, it wouldn't just give churches, synagogues, mosques the freedom to now endorse 
politicians or views, which in my opinion is very dangerous. Um, but it also would, uh, would go towards making political contributions tax-exempt if they're done through a nonprofit organization or group such as a church or even a university. The Johnson Amendment, I should point out, was isn't an, it's not an actual amendment. It was a provision in the U.S. tax code, um, and it would. And I don't know if you want me to. I'm not going to get into any real great detail about it. All the logistics of it. The danger of this is now. The ulterior motive, of course, first of all, is if by making political contributions tax exempt, you're now giving not only Citizens United another ability to to subvert the democratic process but you're you're now giving it that ability with no actual financial repercussions they can now deduct these millions and millions of dollars that they put to to endorse their candidate to to express their voice and i say they isn't i'm talking about corporations the millionaires um, but to to give vo their voice even more power and there's not even any real consequences and they're not losing any money now they can they can write it off on their taxes um and we're talking millions and millions of dollars that would translate into basically creating it's, it's basically creating a, a tax haven while pissing on democracy across the board i mean that's how i feel about citizens united it's it's it was a bad idea and i don't understand how i don't even remember what the number of, of justices who voted towards it but Anyone who's, who's schooled in the Constitution and has any real, even a rudimentary understanding of democracy would never in their right mind have ever allowed this to happen. Uh, however, it has happened. And now with, this, with the Johnson Amendment, it's going to make those, those contributions from, con from corporations and millionaires tax-exempt. Or not tax, but deducted. To put, allow them to deduct those off their taxes. Scary, scary times. And... And it's all being kind of bundled into this Religious Freedom Act as well. If Christians in this country feel that they are being hampered because gay marriage is now legal or because we, it's not allowed to put the Ten Commandments up in a courthouse, then I would say that they should probably consider the fact that churches outnumber schools three to one in this country. In the 21st century, there are more churches than there are schools by three to one. We have a secretary of education who is trying desperately, or will try desperately, to not only get tax dollars funneled into religious schools, to religious organizations, but only at the expense of the public schools, the public option for education. Not to mention the fact that whilst public education is still around, she will probably do what she can to infuse religious ideals into the actual curriculum, specifically in the science classes. And I, I don't know about any of you, but this is one of the most terrifying things that I've ever seen. It's, it is truly unconstitutional. We are, these people are uh, blatantly, if not quietly, trying to create a theocracy you cannot have a theocracy in this country just by the fact of the diversity of religion that exists with here beyond that you look at the theocracies across the, the globe 
and they all have a few things in common. And the most important of those things in common is the fact that there's always a group of people, whether it be women, homosexuals, non-believers, that are on a daily basis treated like less than human, or even not treated at all and just murdered outright. Now, I know a lot of people will say the Christians will never allow this in this country because Christians have evolved, and I, and I, I give credit where credit is due. You know, Christians are no longer burning witches at the stake, but something tells me that if it were allowed, there'd be a lot more, perhaps, stonings of homosexuals in the streets if it, if a blind eye were turned to it the way the, the witch trials were. Not to mention the fact that, as I pointed out, the diversity of religion, not just the diversity of religions, but the diversity of denominations within the Christian faith. If you want a theocracy in this country, you have to look at which sect of Christianity are, should have the power. If you're a Baptist, you're hardly going to want a country run by Catholics. Right now, your goals are the same. Once the power comes to you, it's going to be a completely different story. Now let's reverse that. Would a Baptist or a Catholic allow for an apostolic government? No, it wouldn't work. You would have, not only would minority groups, such as atheists and homosexuals, be persecuted openly in a theocracy, in a Christian theocracy in the United States, but then you'd run the risk of non of non Catholics or non Baptists or non Lutherans being persecuted within the confines of this country. The religious right has to realize that they are treading on dangerous ground with these with these with this legislation and with these goals of, of sub subverting the First Amendment. Thomas Jefferson said in his letter to the the Baptist of Danbury, there will always be a wall of separation. Because the Baptist of Danbury had written to him saying that they were being persecuted within their own and within their own town. They were being persecuted by the Congregationalists of Danbury. Both religious groups, both Christian groups, but one was being treated like less. There's a reason there's a separation of church and state. There's a reason the religion has no place in the public square, in, in politics, in schools. If you want your children to be taught religious fundamentals and even creationist theory, then put them in a Christian school. If you do not, and you're comfortable with them being taught actual science, allow them to be put into a public school and get the religious fanatics out of the, out of the positions of governing those, those areas of public education. This is more of a rant on my part. I understand. I, I hope I'm not turning anyone off on this. But to me, I see this as very dangerous, not just for those of us who don't believe and, or those of us who feel that homosexuals have just as much rights in this country in this world to be happy as the next but it also is a very dangerous thing for for you the religious if as i said if one group becomes has the power other groups will suffer because you're dealing with ideals that are not fluid they're not malleable like normal politics are you're talking about belief structures doctrine scripture interpretation of scripture. You see it all over the Middle East with Islam. The Baathists, the Sunnis, they, you know, they're fighting. They're all, they all worship the same thing and they're all just fighting over interpretation of one book. And 
you are extremely naive if you think that that wouldn't happen here under a theocracy, under a, a Christian government in the United States. These, this country was not founded on Christian values. It was founded on moral values by moral men who happened to be Christian. And most of them, history has, has forgotten, were either deists or agnostics at best. So I put that out to you. I, as I said, I know this is more of a rant than anything else. Um, hopefully it doesn't turn anyone off. But hey, you know what? If, it, if, you've, if you don't like what I've said, please feel free to, to call me out on it. Uh, I like a challenge. Uh, anytime. So you can hit me up on, uh, on my own personal email. And I throw that out there first this time because I know this is probably a touchy subject for a lot of people. Uh, hit me up. My own personal email is uh, ian1978.podcast at gmail.com. Um, and then you just check out our other shows. Check out, uh, this is, as I said, this is episode four. Check out Nick's show from last from two weeks ago. It was a really good one. Talked about uh, universal health care. Really, really good stuff there. Check out our our other podcast, uh, Life in General. Uh, you can find it all on SoundCloud, iTunes. We go through all that every week. Um, so, yeah, anyway, talk to you all later. Thanks for listening. Bye.